Welcome to the Yeah We Know Podcast, part of the Morinos Podcasting Network. You're in the ring with Jimmy and Rod. Rod, we went to Fastlane tonight. We did. And Jimmy, I must admit that I was nervous about what we may see, and I'll be damned if it wasn't a good time. We were there. Three-hour show. Ended about 10.45. Top to bottom. Every match was fun. The crowd was into it. Um, had a little relationship situation behind us for a little bit. That's okay. No problem at all. Um, let's talk about the things that are most important. Merch stand, Rod, you went down there. How'd that go? Busy, a lot of people. What happened? Well, I mean, the Gainbridge Fieldhouse was packed this evening, right? You and I were discussing how many people we thought were in there. So, I don't know. I'd say there was probably 16,000, 17,000 in there strong. I'm going to admit I was a little disappointed in Indianapolis's crowd reaction at times, but they did okay. Okay. You were you were upset that they didn't cheer your girl the entire match. You were upset that they little boos for Charlotte, little cheers for Charlotte. That's what you were upset about. Don't give me that. All right, but the merch table was absolutely packed to capacity. All right, so that I was excited to see as always. And I got myself a L.A. Night Yeah T-shirt so I can join the masses. And I got me. I never give up John Cena towel because the goat was in per- in person tonight, and that was exciting. So let's kind of go through all of the uh, the matches here. Um, first off, we we didn't we didn't pick the we didn't pick what we thought was going to be the first one. Uh, we we picked um, we really thought the Cena match was going to be first, but it was Cody Rhodes, mm-hmm. and he got a huge pop coming out. Um, Jay Uso did as well. Good win, new tag team champions. I believe you called that on the last show. I did. I thought that we basically we needed to put some gold on Cody Rhodes's waist at some point, right? Yeah. He's the biggest baby face in the company. He's the biggest deal in WWE. They literally advertise when he's going to talk on shows, right? So it was high time we put some gold on him. And I felt that there can be good stories coming out of him and Jay together and then him and Jay pulling apart. And Jay Uso has proved over time he looks pretty damn good holding two tag team belts. You know, he uh he really does and that's kind of cool cuz now he's got he's got something up on Jimmy now. That's interesting. That's going to be a story for down the line. Uh really good ending. Crowd was hot. They loved it. Um and then we went to the second match which was that was the um the six man. Yes. And we got our boy Carlito came back. I thought it was a fun, fun match. It was as long as it should have been. Um, Lashley's not too bad of a wrestler as a manager. Carlito coming back was pretty cool. No Apple, though. A little disappointed, no Apple. Our boy Carlito is going a little far there, Jim. I'm not sure that I am as aware of the Carlito oeuvre as you are, but... The crowd seemed to be excited for it. He did the, the you know, let me pull a guy down onto my knees type yep. move, and then the match was over. So, But here's the question I have for you, Jimmy. Yes. If you're Angelo Dawkins and you are coming down in a match with Montez Ford looking the way he does, shirtless, Bobby Lashley looking the way he does, shirtless, yes. and you've got to wear that singlet, do you just feel emasculated as Angelo Dawkins walking in the ring next to those two? Okay, I felt emasculated, and I was in the 200 level. Bobby Lashley was in the ring. That man has not changed. man is like almost 50. Not changed. 30 years. Same guy. That's fine. He's a mountain of a man. Even from the 200 level, you could see Bobby Lashley's shoulders just puffing out, like almost hitting the sides of the ring as he was walking down the aisle. It was it was trouble. Gigantic. And something we hadn't talked about yet, Rob, this is your first premium live event, right? It was. 
how awesome was it? There were no commercial breaks. Lovely. Uh, there was really no talking except for one thing that we'll get to here in a little bit. No talking in the ring. It was action, action, action. Five matches for a premium live event is so little. It worked, though. It worked really well. Every match, I think, went as long as it should have. Well, listen, you know that I hate giving you props. Thank right? you. I have to do it very often because you are smart when it comes to the wrestling game. And you have many times said less matches is better because when you have less matches, you give them time to do things. Yep. You can have interesting spots. You can bring the crowd up. You can take them down. You can bring them back up again. And we had a lot of that tonight in all of our matches. And once again, Jimmy, you know what you're talking about. Everyone listening to our show should believe what you tell them. So if we look at this, because Gunther and um, Ochampa were supposed to be on this show. Uh -huh. So you put that on this show. First of all, it goes to probably 11.15. And three or four of the matches, that's six man. It gets about six minutes. Uh -huh. Okay. The women's match, which took some time to build and got really solid at the end, that would have been taken back a little bit. And, of course, Ochampa and, and Gunther would not have gotten the no. amount of time they got at uh, uh, at Raw. So I think that really helped up. Speaking of that women's match, Rod, you went you went out. You missed your girl's entrance. I That's know. okay. I know. I'm so mad at She myself. did look up there. She was a little disappointed. Um, but we had we had Charlotte come in. Uh, and then Asuka got a huge ovation. And EO Sky. EO Sky's a bad guy, folks. Um, she got a lot of uh, big pops. Especially at the end when she won. I don't know. I mean, I know this is where you were a little upset at the crowd. Well, this is where I've got to understand that my personal bias here is what made me angry. All right. I'm a Charlotte Flair person. I want good things for Charlotte. So her getting booed by people was making me angry. Literally, there'd be people behind me booing her. And then I would yell, let's go queen. They would boo her again. And then I would say, let's go queen. And they would boo her again. And it'd be a whole thing where I was playing with the folks behind us. But you're absolutely right. EO chants were popping off all the time. And anytime she did something in that match, people were cheering. Anytime she'd hit up to the top of the rings, people were anticipating, oh, you'd hear all that stuff happening. So Eosky's a much bigger deal than I give her credit for, Jim, and I've got to apologize there. Something you also missed before that match, White Tahoe comes down. I don't know if it was a Tahoe or not, who knows. Um, our girl, our new girl, Jade Cargill. I don't know if that's my traveling outfit that I'd wear, you know, <laughs> um, but she's out there and Triple H in the uh, in, in the uh, press conference afterwards said she's ready to go. Of course, he takes a couple shots at AEW saying this is, you know, this is a lot bigger, a uh, lot more pressure. You know, this is this is not, you know, small league or anything like this, this is big. Listen, uh, it, it was a it was an OK debut. It was kind of weird. She just kind of mm -hmm. walked in the back and then she was there, didn't even come out or anything. Um, my son Jackson was with us um, and he's like. Oh, Bailey didn't come out with EO Sky. Bailey's going to interfere. And Bailey came out and Bailey Bailey interfered. Uh, solid matchup all overall. I know, and Rod, you hated this. And I'm sorry because I knew Oscar comes out with the mist right in Charlotte Flair. I'm like, oh, that's how she's going to be out of the match for about 10 minutes. And she was. I continue to not understand how I'm supposed to believe that the mist in Charlotte's face incapacitates her for 15 minutes. But it has absolutely she can't zero see, effect. Dude. She oh, cannot see. Fine. But if the stuff in her eyes is burning her and making her not be able to see, sure. would it also make sense that that stuff inside Asuka's mouth would have some sort of effect on her? Am I just supposed to believe that all of her nerve endings are dead and she can't feel any of the mist inside? Apparently, you don't know about the acidity of the mouth, Rod. I don't. I'm not a scientist, Jimmy. 
Neither am I. Um, Eosky gets the win after a, a moonsault off the top. And um, Here's the question. Yeah. Let me ask you this, okay? Sure. Forget about Eosky. She's champion for now, but she's not going to be champion for a long time. Sure. Do you think they made a mistake by having Jade Cargill stay backstage when literally Nia Jax got to come back to the WWE and literally just come out to the ring and lay waste to people? Nia Jax got to lay waste to Rhea Ripley and Jade Cargill had to stay in the back. Is that a mistake? I was expecting at least some kind of a stare down uh, with her coming out afterwards, maybe looking at that title. We didn't get it. Uh, Triple H has had a pretty good record, so we'll we'll, we'll stay with Triple H here on this one. Okay, so you think we're going to see her on Raw then, right? Like we're we're clearly going to. I think she's Raw. I think she's on Raw on Monday night for sure. I think she's on Raw for sure. Um, so, so she comes down and challenges Asuka. Is that where, or not Asuka, but Io Sky? Is that where we're going to go? No, I think um, you know it might be. Do we have? Do we pair up with the Queen? No, because you know she'll have to win. Um, the queen works alone, Jimmy. The queen works alone. Okay, but the queen is a very good wrestler. Yeah, and Jade Cargill need Cargill needs help. Now, obviously, I think Bailey is a very good person to go with. Trust um, uh, Bailey can lose, and everything will be fine with that. But Bailey basically does nothing but lose. That's recently. true. So that's kind of her gimmick. I thought Io Sky was going to lose when Bailey threw her in the ring. Yeah, I you... really did. I was like, oh my, this is this is how this is how this happens, but it didn't. Um, so we're already to the semi-main event now uh, because this this pay-per-view premium live event went quickly. It really did. There wasn't too many low spots. Um, we had John Cena. Other than Carlito. Uh, of course. Uh, John Cena came out. Okay, well, Pat McAfee came out. Right. And he was doing game day earlier in the day, so people weren't sure he's going to be there. Uh, he wasn't going to miss it for anything. Uh, he came out to a thunderous applause because we did not expect him to be there. Thought he might have come out at the beginning, but no, he came out. Um, and really wanted Indy to get a WrestleMania. And it boils down to this, you know, listeners love for Indy to get a WrestleMania. It'd be unbelievable for that for that to happen. But I will also say if Indy gives them the money and the freebies, then that might be a possibility. They've hosted WrestleMania before, hosted the national championship game, hosted another big game, whatever that is, uh, in the NFL. Uh they can host a WrestleMania. It'd be amazing, just like it always, uh, it, it, all the other events were. Um, but then he introduced John Cena, and John Cena came out again, thunderous applause for that. LA. I was surprised. I was surprised yeah. that Cena was the first guy brought out. And then LA Knight came right after him. And then another the bloodline. huge surprise there. Well, I think they wanted McAfee and Cena to be in the ring because McAfee's been in the ring with every single other legend. True. Might as well continue that. Uh, LA Knight came out. He got a huge ovation as well. But wait a minute. Yeah. Jimmy. We should also talk about the LA Knight of the whole event. Oh, right? yeah. Correct. Yeah. 100%. For those of you uh, who couldn't hear, on the, okay. Well, first of all, getting into the event. Doors said they were going to open at six o'clock. They never opened that early ever. Um, so we we had some some dinner beforehand. A really nice place, the Taxman Brewery. They're not a sponsor, but you know we'll, we'll take them. We don't have any Taxman. Yeah, he's drinking a Taxman. He surely is. And um, we came out of the restaurant, and the line was by the restaurant yeah. already. Yeah, uh, it did move very quickly. But you were hearing all day long, mm-hmm. all night long. Yeah, yeah. L.A. night, L.A. night, yeah. Um, throughout that line, um, they were throughout the um, the pre-show when everything was just kind of merch were, table, merch table. Everything was L.A. night. They had a bunch of stuff there. Rod, Rod got some stuff. Um, he was extremely over, and this match, Rod, was exactly what 
both John Cena and LA Knight needed. John Cena needed to get his cardio up for wrestling. Okay. And he was in there for a very long time getting beat on and beat on he and sure beat was. on. Uh, Solo did the same move like 16 times, I think, to him uh, each for each of his championships. See what I did there? And they just beat on him. Get his cardio up, get back in the thing, in the swing of things, and then they made that tag finally. Yeah. It was, uh, it was a perfect amount of time LA Knight was in the ring. He was only in the ring for like three, four minutes. And, and he hit all his moves clean, crisp, got the win. Yes. Huge win there. Yes. Over Jimmy. Yes. Still a little dissension there like that. Um, and afterwards they hugged and Cena was going to raise his hand. LA Knight said, no, no. Uh-uh. He raised John Cena's hand. Now, let me pour a little bit of water on the LA Knight experience of it all here, Jim. Okay. okay. Thank you for that. Is it possible that we only had LA Knight in the ring for three minutes because he's not actually that great of a wrestler? That's what I've been asking myself recently in a couple of his matches. Now, I don't know if what you're telling me is they're just building him slow and they're trying to hold him off of doing things. Or if he's just maybe not that great of a tactician in the ring. I'm a little worried. So you're kind of like a carrying cross worried right now. Yes. Where, hey, good gimmick. Yes. Good mic skills. Ain't happening, right? Uh, he is a good wrestler. Okay. But you have to go to another level where he's going, right? And this is a slow getting him in that, okay? So he, again, crisp, clean, three, four minutes. That's all we needed tonight. You need to put him in the ring with a Seth Rollins. Sorry, but with a Seth Rollins, with a Cody Rhodes. I was trying to take my guy's title. Someone like that who are they're going to continue to to make him be what he needs to be to be a main eventer in the WWE. Uh, he's got the crowds behind him. He's got the mic no work. about that. And uh, overall, it's just been a... Uh, it's been a cool, cool rise for LA Knight. You know, when he came in as Max Dupree, like, what are they doing with this guy? You know, he's so much, he's a manager. Are you kidding me? Uh, Triple H did see something in him when he brought him into NXT. And of course, then he saw something else when he brought him into WWE as LA Knight. Yeah. Okay. Um, then we had our main event of the evening. By the way, video packages galore tonight before everything. So like, uh, I mean, they still got commercials during Peacock. Yeah, right? so yeah, yeah. So that's that. fine. Um, but it was nice for people like, like you know, my my uh, my kids, Izzy and Jackson, were with us. My sister doesn't watch everything, everything. Um, but it was nice to kind of see that recap of, of, of that for them. I didn't really pay attention because I've seen it, but it's so wonderful for them to tell us how the LWO was formed. None of us had any idea how that happened. <laughs> I was like, are they going to go all the way back to the when the Usos first came in WWE? <laughs> I mean, can we just, you know, the Polynesian gimmick? Um, but we had Shinsuke Nakamura come out. People loved his entrance. They always do always will. Uh, in all white because he's a bad guy, so that was nice. Seth Rollins, your boy, dude. What coat was that, man? Ah, uh, it's like it was kind of like a Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dream Coat kind of deal, like a coat kinda of many was. colors. Yeah, yeah, but then yeah. It was also like real puffy, like the way he likes to do. Listen, I love a lot about Seth Rollins, but I don't know that I want to go to bat for his fashion sense very often. All right, I think a lot of his choices are a little left to be desired well right. you know i'm more of a fashion guy yes. if you will so yes. um i can appreciate what he wears uh this was a hard-hitting match nakamura brought it fans were really into it uh two words none chucks i mean 
Never seen those before. He showed a little bit of stuff there, didn't he? He noticed Rollins didn't pick those up. Jimmy, are we going to talk about the elephant in the room about this last standing match? Are we going to talk about it? Yeah, we could talk about it. All right. Because listen, I'm here live in the building. All right. And I will admit that, of course, I was in the tank for Seth Rollins. No question. No question. Referee Mike Kyoto or whatever his name was, the guy that was the Mike, the, the the ref for this match, the Dave Earl Hebner. Which one? There you go. One yeah. of the one of the Hebners. One right? of the Hebners. Tim White. Actually, I'm not sure it's Tim White. He killed himself probably. Or wasn't that a gimmick? Wasn't that Tim White's gimmick where he tried to commit suicide all the time on the WWE.com things? I think so. So this is typically where in the non-video pa- podcast version, I'd look something up like he died of like Halloween. We'll figure that out here. He didn't actually commit suicide. It was just a thing in WWE. Anyway, all I'm trying to get to here was the ref was counting way too slow. All right? (laughs) It was way too slow. I know that the crowd is always going to go faster than the ref, okay? But the ref was really just too slow. Like, you could literally count two to three beats between this ref's counts, right? He would give us a one. And then you could hear the crowd almost say two and three before then this ref would put a two up. So numerous times during the match, when Seth would be down, I was incredibly pissed about this ref's count being slow. But then, when Seth was having some trouble get up, I would then yell at the referee and be like, hey, whoa, wait a minute. Don't you think you're going a little fast here? So I'll admit that I'm not being consistent, but you have to admit his count was definitely not consistent. Of course it's not consistent. Not real, by the way. Tim uh, White did die of health issues, so it was not anything um, self-inflicted there. But um, yeah, of course it's inconsistent because it's a story. And it's not, you know, real. So you're uh, saying, yeah, we know. Is that what yeah, you're saying? Yeah, yeah, we know. Uh, but that was hilarious because you were going back and forth. Oh. He's counting too fast. You're counting just right, sir. You're doing a good job counting there. But he did seem to be counting a little faster for Seth Rollins, mostly because he can move a little bit better. Um, now, typically, I don't like when the matches go into um, in the crowd because a lot of stuff can happen. You can't Chris see came, it. We couldn't see it. We couldn't see anything from a live... Uh, perspective big screen up there so we were okay on that but you know we paid our money for our tickets there but it's okay they that's the only thing they did and that's kind of what a last man standing is but going into the crowd there was a couple high spots um the uh the table spot was nice mm-hmm. that was a really good move there but at the end the ending was um kind of fell a little flat i think because i don't think people thought that was going to be the ending you're an expert and you looked over at me and said oh that's the end yeah i was like oh okay that i mean because all the moves that led up to it but just not the execution at the end because he got up yeah i thought and just stumbled we saw pedigree right we saw pedigree up on like the little ledge they were at where they climbed up a little bit right then we saw stomp he couldn't do the stomp very well because it was such i mean it was like we're talking about a two foot wide base here you know by about six feet so um, then he hit shin with the stomp and i know you love when i call him shin so then both of them are laying the guy there. behind us right over there <laughs> call him shin all the time they're laying there on the on the ledge right we get like a nine count for both of them they get back up we're brawling a little bit more and the next thing we know seth rollins is banging a falcon arrow off of somewhere and he bumps shin through a couple of tables and i did shin again there yeah I'm you sorry. did no you did i'm drinking a beer here i'm drinking a tax man beer shout out to those guys but yeah I thought the spot at the end was cool, but like it didn't have that feel of so many times when you watch a WWE match, you're like, ah, we're getting here. We're getting to the end, right? And it didn't really have that feel. And then all of a sudden it was over, right? Like Shinsuke was trying to get up, couldn't get up. And then that was the end of it. And you don't see that in the last man standing match because you've commented before. Most of what we see is the Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns issue where you just throw a bunch of crap on somebody and that's how you keep them down. 
So that ended, and Rollins was in the crowd. Everyone was singing his music. They kept singing, though. Lights didn't go on or off, anything like that. Rod, were you at all nervous, or because Rhea Ripley told Damian Priest he's not coming out, she took the briefcase from him, were you nervous? I was, of course, nervous because you have taught me over the years that whenever the WWE tells you something's not going to happen, it is going to happen. So yeah. the fact that they had Michael Cole point out the briefcase on SmackDown on Friday and then Rhea says, no, you're not going down. I totally thought it was happening. But since it didn't, Jimmy, let me ask you this. Sure. Okay? What does it say about our money in the bank holder that he was literally told what to do by a female wrestler. Now, listen, again, I'm not being a misogynist here. I'm just saying that we are in uncharted waters for the WWE. This is the first ever female to lead a faction and basically be enough of a badass that she can boss men around. What are we supposed to think of the Money in the Bank winner being bossed around? Well, it's also by someone who is very strategic. Uh, although the strategy didn't work in their match earlier, but very strategic in saying that you know you're not fully ready to do this. And even if Seth Rollins is hurt, your knee is toast, which I love how they played that in. Um, you know, he he you know hurt his knee in the match, and then she hit him in the knee, uh, and then she said, you can't do this because of the match. So I think we're okay on that. I don't think uh, that should be that big of a deal. Um, and you should be really happy because your boy's still the champ. Oh, I'd have been so, I mean, like it would have been sad guy, dejected Rod meme if he would have cashed in and, and, and took my boy's belt at the end. So, Overall, excited to be at my first ever premium live event. Shout out to Indianapolis. Shout out to Pat McAfee, the GOAT John Cena, everybody for coming and giving a show for the people of the Hoosier State. I enjoyed it. Hopefully, everyone that watched it on Peacock enjoyed it as much as Jimmy and I did being in the building. And that, you know, we've got one day left in the WWE season. Monday Night Raw is your season finale, SmackDown is your season opener, season premiere. Uh, Triple H is going to come out, talk some stuff. We've got a big NXT, which I think everyone that's not in NXT will be there, including The Undertaker. I think I'm going to have to watch NXT on Tuesday yeah. night, Jimmy. I haven't seen The Taker in a while, right, since he showed up on, what was it, The Raw, and he did the uh, In the Ring with uh, Bray Wyatt, RIP, right? Yep. Wasn't that the last yep. time we saw Undertaker? I think so. So it's been a while. So are we going to get the whole gimmick? Are we just going to get the dead man, no, don't tread on me, you know, shirt type thing? I want him to come back as the uh, American Badass. That's what we saw him as last time. Could come back as American Badass again. Uh, who knows what's going to happen, but that's why we watch. I guess that watch. small little NXT arena, though, might be tough to get the to get the motorcycle in there. <laughs> he just has to, like, walk it out. I'm there. I'm there. <laughs> I mean, he is, he is a little older these days. Maybe just use the motorcycle like a walker, right? Maybe you can just kind of. Put yeah. that gimmick together that way. I'm sorry, Taker. I, I took a shot at you for being old. That's terrible to me. So He's in his 60s, though. We were we were in person. That's why we were able to do a couple of video, um, you know, podcasts this week, uh, video stingers and podcasts. Um, we are going to still do our regular scheduled. Yeah, we know podcasts this week as well. We've got balls and brew coming up. Hopefully, Williams has a little bit better week yeah. than he did last week. Yeah. Um, I know the Bears had a better week this week, and we'll be talking about that because Go Fields number one in TDs in the NFL. Jimmy, do you feel that you should stay away from every episode of Balls and Brew moving forward because you not being there got your Bears a victory? Subtle hints are Rod's specialty. And with that, <laughs> you've been listening to the Yeah We Know podcast. You're in the ring with Jimmy and Rod. Pew, pew, pew. Goodbye, Nick. Yeah. <laughs>